On today's Winning Cures Everything, the Tyler Van Dyke Alabama mess, Georgia defensive lineman is transferring, the latest Pac-12 rumors, Clemson scholarship problems, we've got NCAA rule changes, Brian Kelly talks expectations, and of course, a whole lot more. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. listening to Winning Cures Everything. Game day, baby. Wake up or get out. Here's your host. A confident young man. A superb athlete. Gary Seegers. Happy Friday. Welcome back to Winning Cures Everything. Powered by BetUS. Of course, it's America's favorite online sports book. And this is where we talk college football news and rumors all year round. I'm Gary Seegers. You can follow me on Twitter at GaryWCE. This is the Friday, April 21st edition of the show, and it is Season 8, Episode 25, of course, if you keep up with those things. Now, if you're watching on YouTube first, thank you. And if you would so kindly, please hit that like button. Uh, whether you're watching or listening to the podcast, make sure and hit subscribe so you never miss the latest tales from the college football universe. Uh, the NFL has caught some boys gambling. Good gracious, thanks alive in the morning. Uh, the Detroit Lions released two players. They suspended a few others for like six games. And this kind of stuff is driving me crazy, right? For a league to take money 
from these gambling companies and yet have rules in place to where they're not allowed to gamble on other sports. Uh, like, they didn't even get busted for betting on the NFL, from what I understand. Like, this whole thing's just insanity. I get the idea behind it. Uh, you don't want to interrupt the integrity of the sport, right? But do we really think uh, that these guys would make enough from whatever these bets are that it would diminish the integrity of the NFL game? Like, it's something that, you know, I would imagine will need to be looked at going forward by old Roger and that bunch. But anyway, you guys are not here for NFL talk. We got to talk college football. Uh, first, though, note time. NCAA. Excuse me, not NCAA. Uh, the NFL Draft. The Winnie Cures Everything live stream for the NFL Draft. Myself, Chris Giannini is making a return. And, of course, the Westlot Pirates Boys. This Thursday, April 27th, make sure that it is on your calendar. Get you, you know, some cool snacks or a bourbon drink. Be ready to laugh your way through the first round of the NFL Draft with us. Uh, the event has already been created on YouTube. Click the link, hit that notify button so you can join us live, and, uh, and have a good time during the first round of the NFL Draft on Thursday. Yeah, Chris Giannini, for those that are new around here, um, we've added like 3,000 subscribers uh, uh, since Chris left the show last summer. If, uh, if you didn't already know, Chris was uh, my partner for a long time doing this show. Uh, he is on to other business ventures, but he's going to be back one night only. Make sure that you are here along with us. All right. Is Alabama looking for another quarterback? And also, what's happening with Miami quarterback Tyler Van Dyke? Now, depending on what college football circles you pay attention to, you have likely heard both sides of the NFL argument. Uh, excuse me, NIL argument. Like, it, they'll say it's ruining the sport. This is not what amateur sports is supposed to look like. Or if you're on the other side of things, it's, it's great that kids are finally getting what they deserve. And that whole thing about how coaches can take other jobs whenever they want, and now, you know, the players can too. Like, it, there's a lot of different arguments here. I don't think it's quite as black and white as those arguments make it out to be. But it does lead us into this first topic. Now, rumors started spreading on message boards on Wednesday evening uh, then on social media, on Thursday, etc., that Miami Hurricanes quarterback Tyler Van Dyke was not exactly happy in Mario Cristobal's program and that he could be looking to transfer to Alabama. Now, those rumors went on for about a day, which is way longer than most programs would like for him to go uh, because it stirs up the fan base. Everybody freaks out. You, you guys know the drill. So when Tyler Van Dyke didn't come out and squash the rumors, like Kane fans quickly realized that they don't exactly have somebody else waiting in the wings. Like If something like this were to actually happen... Their quarterback depth is kind of bare, right? So then Miami's official Twitter account posts out, uh, quote, relentlessly working, all focus on 2023, 100% Kane with a picture of TVD. And then he retweets it. So rumor officially squashed, right? Uh, but some of the rumors that didn't pop up were the thought that TVD's agent, Drew Rosenhaus, and yes, that same Drew Rosenhaus, was using the Alabama rumor to potentially get Van Dyke some better NIL deals. He may not have been super happy with the deal that he already had, whether it's from whatever it's called, the Kane Collective or something like that, or from John Ruiz, etc. So the news cycle went crazy for about 36 hours, and what ultimately happened is Miami kept their quarterback. The quarterback is happier because he got more NIL money. The agent did his job. Tell me again who this NIL stuff hurts. Like, maybe you can say, oh, Alabama's missed out on two quarterbacks, but can you really prove that? Like, there was all this talk about the Alabama collective or whatever wanting to pay Drake May, the North Carolina quarterback, 
something crazy like three to five million dollars to come play for one season in Tuscaloosa, which is absurd. Uh, and then, of course, the Tyler Van Dyke situation. This stuff is going to continue, but at the end of the day, does it really hurt anybody? I, I don't know that I necessarily agree with that. Uh, Winning Cures Everything is brought to you by BetUS with fast payouts, fantastic customer service, a myriad of options to bet on, and an easy-to-use layout. It is easy to see why it's been America's favorite online sports book for nearly 30 years. Right now, they're going to give you $50 to play with, no deposit required, just by signing up using the link in the description. So take advantage of the deal, get signed up over at BetUS, where the game begins. Now, staying on the transfer portal, Georgia defensive lineman Bear Alexander entered the transfer portal on Saturday after the annual Georgia G-Day game. And I think it's probably the worst-kept secret in the world. He's going to end up at USC. I mean, there's been talk that the player's dad was at the USC spring game, etc. Like, it's, this seems like a pretty done deal, but you don't want to just hop in the portal and immediately jump to another school. We saw that with the Oklahoma State offensive lineman. He hopped in the portal, immediately said that he was going to BYU. I mean, it's, that is now a conference opponent. Uh, things get a little squirrely there. Uh, but this is another situation that makes absolutely perfect sense. The kid played high school ball in Denton, Texas, before he went to Georgia, which surprised pretty much everybody. Um, almost every crystal ball from summer 2021 had him going to Texas A&M. And, of course, he ends up in Athens somehow. He gets developed by some of the best line developers in the country and then realizes, like, wait a minute, I played 169 snaps last year. Uh, pretty much all of it was in mop-up duty. That's seventh the most of the returning defensive linemen at Georgia. Like, yeah, we watched him show out in the national championship game, but Kirby rotates D-linemen like Nick Saban used to. Like, in an NIL world, if you're not on the field a lot and you're not the priority, it can be hard to rake in those dollars. So Alexander will immediately become a starter in Los Angeles. He already has a year of SEC development, practicing for a year with the best defensive line in the country and uh, arguably one of the best offensive lines. Like, this kid is going to dominate for USC. And it's the same NIL argument as always. Did he potentially leave a really good spot for more money? Like, maybe. But did he also put himself in a position to be a star on a team that's going to get a lot of eyeballs but doesn't really have a ton standing in his way of being, you know, potentially their best defensive lineman? Like, absolutely. I think it's a good move for USC, for the kid. Uh, honestly, all it does is, is hurt Georgia's depth a little bit. And, I mean, you're going to see that these days. Like, kids are going to go where they have the best opportunity to play more. And for Bear Alexander, that appears to be in Los Angeles with Lincoln Riley. Moving right along. <laughs> ah, yes. The Pac-12. Guess who's back? Back again. It's been a little quiet on the Pac-12 front, right? We all know now that it could be months before we hear anything on their media rights deal. But typically, people are not capable of just sitting still. They're not capable of keeping their mouths closed. Reporters have gotten so many conflicting statements from people directly involved in the process that, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't blame them if they've been hearing things but don't want to run with it. Like It's, it's been almost embarrassing for the conference. And I don't think anybody wants to put the Pac-12 in an even worse situation than they're already in. So, Jim Williams, if you followed my show, you, you should know him by now, uh, he reported this on Twitter earlier today. Uh, he said, the only thing that I can confirm this morning regarding the Pac-12 media deal is Apple TV Plus wants the entire Tier 1 package and would use Pac-12 Network as their production arm. Prime Video is still there for a Friday night game. The linear partner remains 
the holdup. Now, this is similar to what we've been hearing for a while, right? The linear remains the holdup. So uh, Ion Sports just signed a deal with the WNBA, which means they are definitely in the market for live sports. Uh, but we've also heard from multiple anonymous sources that you know seem to have a vested interest in what happens here that they absolutely have to have some kind of deal with ESPN. They have to get the ESPN promotion because otherwise ESPN may not talk about them at all. They can't go without that exposure. Uh, the Big Ten is going to have to figure that out this season, right? They don't have a deal with ESPN, although uh, that brand is so big it, it may not matter. Of course, ESPN is going to talk about Ohio State, Michigan, et cetera, right? Uh, I don't know that the Pac-12 can say the same. If the deal is with Apple and then Apple sells games to ESPN, is that a good enough linear option for Colorado and Arizona, which are the two schools most rumored to be leaving for the Big 12? Like My thought process is, is no, because we've heard from multiple sources that exposure is as important as the money. Like Money cannot buy the exposure. Exposure can't make up for the money. Like they got to have both of them to make it work. Uh, I'll tell you this. I, I think that the Pac-12 has to at least get a deal to where the schools get $24 million a year in their deal. Like, that's the number that I'm putting on it. And a big part of it has to be ESPN or Fox for the linear version. Uh, at $24 million, you can say, hey, like that's only $7 million off of the, uh, the Big 12 deal, right? Every Big 12 school is going to get $31 million off of their deal. But if, a, if the life of the contract for the Pac-12 is five years, and that's a, a short deal historically, that's putting every Pac-12 school at $35 million behind every Big 12 school after five years. That's not including if every Pac-12 school has to pay back, you know, $5 million to the distribution partner that overplayed them, or overpaid them, uh, Comcast, which, again, has not been mentioned really at all, uh, but we'll talk about that in a second. I mean, that $50 million has to come from somewhere. If, if all 10 of the schools have to pay back $5 million, that's an issue. So if they do have to pay it back, and we'll, we'll guesstimate the $5 million, and we'll say that each school would roughly be $40 million behind every Big 12 school within five years. That is a chunk of change. Like, it's, it's not the difference that'll be between Big 10 and ACC schools, uh, but it's still very significant. Like, I, I don't know that they get there, and I don't know that even if they do get that money, that Colorado and Arizona end up sticking around. And by the way, as I just mentioned, as I, you know, was prepping for this, John Wilner just put out a new story that the two fired Pac-12 execs, uh, Shooken and Wilman, have filed a wrongful termination complaint against the Pac-12, and they are claiming that former Commissioner Larry Scott knew about the Comcast overpayments and told them not to say or do anything. Yikes. <laughs> I mean, it just keeps getting better and better for our friends on, on the West Coast. I, I don't even know what else to add to it. At this point, it's it's mind blowing uh, what they are going through over there right now. Just just bananas. Ohio State offensive coordinator Brian Hartline, uh, widely regarded as one of the best wide receiver coaches to ever grace this planet, uh, he wrecked his ATV on his own property after consuming you know a few brouhaha's the same night that the Buckeyes drew seventy five thousand people to their spring game last week. Uh, first off, of course, nobody should be operating a vehicle of any type after they've been kicking a few back. We know this. Heartline was hurt, had to be taken to the hospital, but he's okay. Now, this became a huge controversy with people that will, you know, talk about recruiting and whatnot, and that's because some wonder if this is going to impact Heartline's ability to recruit at the level that he's been recruiting. Like, you know the questions. Uh, the typical, would a mama want to send her boy to play for somebody that gets drunk and goes driving? Like, that's, that's kind of a narrow brush to paint with, but you, you get the idea. 
I don't think this is going to have any effect on Heartline recruiting. Like, does anybody remember Pete Golding getting arrested for DUI back in February 2022? Like, Alabama signed the number one recruiting class in the country this year in the same cycle. Now, Golding didn't have as much of a hand on, on this class. If you go back and look, he was only really the primary recruiter on like a couple of kids. Uh, one of them, I believe, was the wide receiver Justin Jefferson, one of the top Juco kids in the country. But regardless, it didn't stop people from committing to Alabama. Heartline's ATV wreck is not going to stop kids from coming to Ohio State. And no, I don't believe Heartline is going to be moved to whatever the Ole Miss of the Big Ten is at the end of the season. Uh, I think I think everyone is just going to move past it. Uh, we're glad he's all right, but I would imagine this will continue to come up in, in talking circles, especially once all, all the spring football stuff is done, uh, because people don't really have a lot of other stuff to talk about over the summer. It is what it is. All right, on the other side, we've got to talk about Clemson's scholarship issues Uh, The new NCAA rule changes that happened this week. ESPN released their FPI ratings. Uh, Brian Kelly talked expectations at LSU. And, hey, a whole lot more. Let's check out some things you should know about. Every Tuesday and Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, expert game analysis only on the BetUS TV College football channel. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or whatever's your favorite podcast app. And if your app allows it, leave a five-star written review. Visit the Winning Cures Everything web store to get all kinds of football shirts, hats, hoodies, mugs, and more. Visit winningcureseverything.com slash store to see what all we've added. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. And now, back to the show. News came out of Clemson football that Dabo's Tigers do not appear to have anybody leaving via the transfer portal this spring, uh, which means that they are sitting currently on 88 scholarship players for the fall. Now, if you're new to college football, teams are only allowed 85 scholarship players on the team once you get to August. Nick Saban used to get dragged by the media for his method of processing players, uh, but this is what happens when you give out too many scholarships. And it's also something teams are having to deal with after the NCAA granted an extra year of eligibility to all of those that played during that 2020 COVID season. Uh, But now, it's being reported that Dabo Sweeney potentially may have to pull scholarships from three walk-on players because they had seven seniors come back that they were not expecting. Uh, Sweeney mentioned three players that they gave a scholarship to before the 2022 season. He said uh, long snapper Holden Casperson, quarterback Hunter Helms, and running back Dominique Thomas. Uh, Sweeney said, quote, Those are three guys that came here as walk-ons, and all of those guys we felt earned scholarships. But in a situation like this, uh, that is where you would have to start. Who knows, though, uh, what's going to happen? We have until August. Somebody may leave. I don't know. We've got a plan, and we will get to 85 when we get to September. And so, I mean, we I guess our job now is to keep an eye out for potential transfers out of Clemson this week. Like, I'm curious how they're going to end up getting to that number. But this is something to keep an eye on. Right, This is not something that's typically brought up very often. Uh, you can see how many kids are on scholarship in the spring and whatnot. It gets down to 85 by August one way or another. Uh, but, man, it, it really does suck that it ended up it, it potentially being three walk-ons that were given scholarships and then had to have the scholarships taken away. Right, It's just not something that you want to do as a football coach. All right, moving along, the NCAA announced today that the Playing Rules Oversight Panel, P-R-O-P, approved three rule changes. Uh, First, the clock will no longer stop when a team gets a first down. We knew about all these, by the way. Next, teams will be prohibited from calling consecutive timeouts, so no more freezing the kicker and whatnot. And third, penalties at the end of the first and third quarter will be enforced on the next play of the next quarter, or the first play of the next quarter. So basically... Uh, No untimed downs other than potentially at the end of the half or at the end of the game. So the question, of course, how much is this going to affect uh, the sport of college football? Like, we're going to get less plays in a game, basically. But to counteract that, I guess uh, we're going to get more games in a season, right? Like, with the expanded 12-team playoff, and at least from what I believe will soon be a 16-team playoff, uh, at least for some teams anyway, right? Uh, You won't have as many snaps in the regular season, That is absolutely certain at this point. It is going to change the offensive philosophy for some teams. It's expected to take about 10 plays away per game, which, I mean, really could be one or two drives per game. I mean, that could be up to 14 points. Uh, The bigger teams that understand the running game, teams that play, what have we called it in the past, I guess bully ball, uh, they're going to be able to get, you know, a first down running the ball without stopping the clock. How about for gambling purposes? What is this going to mean? Uh, my buddy Kyle Hunter posted on Twitter that everyone on his timeline was saying that unders are going to be free in college football next year. But uh, he explained something very important here. The odds makers are going to know the rules are different too. 
Now, the question, of course, then comes to how long is it going to take for the market to correct itself? Like, this is going to be interesting to see how the totals work going forward. I don't necessarily have a problem with this. If they want us, you know, if they want the college kids to play more games, they're going to have to take away snaps. Like, that, that's the way it goes. Like, the way that it was set up before was when you weren't playing nearly as many games. Now you've got conference championship game. You've got multiple playoff games. You've got 12 regular season games where you used to only have 11. Things are changing. Got to find a way to keep up with the times and take some of that risk off of the players that are actually playing the game for now as non-employees, right? Let's, uh, let's stay on the NCAA here. Uh, last week, it was revealed that the NCAA is going to allow recruits to take an unlimited number of official recruiting visits, uh, but you can only take one official to each school. It was previously limited to just five visits, uh, and this is a pretty big deal. Kind of seems like it's a way to get ahead of something that could eventually turn into a lawsuit, you know, down the line. But I, I look at it this way. This is more proof that the NCAA has zero teeth anymore. Like, they don't believe that they could defend not allowing the kid, uh, or a kid, to, to take, like, what, seven or eight official visits to schools if those schools are willing to spend the money on the recruit. Like, there was never a limit on unofficial visits, but on those, the family of the recruit is expected to cover the expenses. Now, we all know under the table this was being handled. We get it. Uh, but in my opinion, we're, we're going to reach a point where there's not going to be an official or unofficial visit. Schools will be able to bring in recruits whenever both parties want to. Like, I think this all ties back to the Austin case, personally. But it all ultimately will end up with the players being considered employees, at least in the two biggest conferences. Like, you're going to see some big-time changes. The, these will be... Uh, interviews for jobs going forward. It won't be recruiting visits. It'll be interviews. That, that's really what you're looking at. And, and the, you know, you want the best employees? You're going to have to show out. You're going to have to put up the money. It's just the way it goes. All right, ESPN. Let's talk about them for a minute. ESPN released their early 2023 college football FPI ratings this week. Uh, in order, the top 10 looks like this. I'll go and read them out. Uh, number one, Ohio State. Bet you didn't see that one coming, did you? Uh, number two, the first SEC team in the rankings, Alabama. Nope, not the two-time defending national champs who don't really lose a whole lot off their team. Nope, this time it is Alabama. Number three, Georgia. Number four, LSU. Number five is Texas. Number six, Michigan. Seven, USC. Eight, Clemson. Nine, Notre Dame. And ten, Penn State. And after that, you might be surprised by a few. Like, I was, honestly, I was surprised by Notre Dame. Uh, Clemson, eh, yes and no. USC's defense is so bad, I was surprised that they were up there. Uh, but it, it's the typical cast of characters, right? Uh, you move past the top 10, Oklahoma, is not, they're at number 11, coming off of a 6-7 and seven season. Florida State, who everyone expects to compete for the ACC title, who everybody thought was going to be at least a top 10 team due to their returning production, they're all the way back at number 14. Florida, who nobody expects to be good this year at all, is all the way up at number 18. Texas Tech is at 22, which is one spot behind Washington, who seems to be a darling potential playoff pick this year. Auburn, they're at number 39 ahead of Missouri, UCLA, and South Carolina. Like, Do yourself a favor, go over to ESPN and take a look at it. It's very interesting. The projected records are pretty wild, too. Uh, but definitely go and check it out. The FBI... It's something that uh, that drives college football fans crazy every single year. All right, quick reminder, if you've not already hit that like button, 
Make sure and subscribe to the channel if you would so kindly. This is a one-man operation. I've told you guys many times. Every like, every subscribe, every podcast review, every share out, you know, every time you tell somebody else about it, that all really helps me out, uh, along with picking up something from the merch store. You guys know I'm trying to get to 10,000 subscribers this year. We're, uh, we're over 8,400 or close to 8,400, whatever it is now. I don't know what we are. But regardless, we're doing okay. We're doing okay. Uh, this time last year, we were at like 5,500 or 5,400 or something. So, definitely appreciate you guys already. Moving along. Brian Kelly. He hopped on with uh, Paul Feinbaum this week. I didn't write my time down, of course. But, uh, but yeah, Brian Kelly hopped on the, uh, the, fall, yeah, the Paul Feinbaum show this week. He said something incredibly interesting, right? He started with this. Uh, look, year two, I wasn't going to be given the opportunity to be mucking around. So it's what we expect. It's play really good football, have your team prepared, recruit well, do it the right way, and you know uh, good things are going to happen. This is the SEC, and you better be ready to play each and every week. And that all sounds normal coach speak, you know, the typical stuff. But then he jumps into this. Quote, it's big boy football here in the SEC, and we've got to do it consistently. We're not in that league yet, the Alabamas, the Georgias. They are, and that really is the mark. So I know what he's talking about, and, and I get what he's trying to do here. What he's talking about is the fact that LSU needs to be winning more recruiting battles. They're not at the same roster level as Alabama and Georgia. But even with all the, the four stars and the five stars, uh, it's not like Alabama has been a death machine the last couple of years. As evidenced by the fact that Brian Kelly's first team in Baton Rouge ended up winning an SEC division title, uh, thanks in large part to an overtime win over Alabama just this past season, but... What he's trying to do by going on Feinbaum and talking about this is he's trying to tamper down expectations heading into year two where they've got a big chunk of their experience back. They're number 19 in FBS, number three in the SEC, uh, per our buddy Nick over at CFB Winning Edge. Uh, Their roster looks worlds better than it did going into last season. Like The Tigers have opened as a one-point favorite in Orlando against Florida State uh, to start the season. You get through that one, you got Grambling the next week, uh, you got Mississippi State in Starkville in week three, Arkansas coming to Baton Rouge in week four, and then you got a trip to Ole Miss in week five. And if they hit 5-0 and oh by the end of September, those expectations that Kelly's trying to tamper down, you know, that he's hoping for, that stuff is going to change quickly. It's like you open up 5-0, and oh, uh, you are in a national championship conversation. You better be ready to roll. That's all I'm saying. All right. Moving back over to Georgia again. We talked earlier about Bear Alexander transferring from Georgia, but we do know one player that will not be transferring from Athens, and that is former five-star quarterback Brock Vandegriff, who appears to be the number two quarterback for Kirby Smart's dogs now that Carson Beck appears to have won the job. Uh, Vandegriff is in his third season in Georgia's quarterback room. He told reporters after the G-Day game that he had, quote, some praying to do when asked about the transfer portal. But he came back quickly and announced that he's not going to transfer. Now, part of that could be you know, this SEC rule that prohibits players from transferring and playing immediately uh, at another conference school after the February uh, portal window. You know, that blocks Auburn and Florida, who are both looking for quarterback help. They are, they are desperate at this point. But it also could be due to the fact that he is still developing. Like, he did come out and tell them, uh, if I wasn't getting reps and I wasn't getting better, then yeah, I would have left. But being able to know that my game is getting better mentally and physically, and I'm learning so much about the game of football, and I'm going against one of the best defenses, one of the most fast-paced defenses, in the SEC and in the country, I am becoming a better player for that. 
And so that was some of the main reasons I was being a better player for it. Uh, Carson Beck is entering his fourth season. Now, if he plays well, doesn't give up the job, and then decides to stick around for a fifth season, I would assume we're likely going to see Vandergriff head somewhere else before the 2024 season. But for now, for now, everything's still good. Georgia's still got their depth at quarterback. Uh, and you'd have to bet Kirby Smart feels pretty good about the way that things are heading into the 2023 season. Uh, we got one more thing that I want to that I want to hit on here. Uh, is Nick Saban admitting that Georgia is ahead of Alabama? Alabama coach Nick Saban went on with Next Round Live in Birmingham, and he talked about what he's been reading lately, <laughs> which which led to an interesting comment. He he said. I read a lot of coaching books, but I think the one book that impacted me the most philosophically is John Wooden's old book about process and this pyramid of success and all that. Uh, But I'm reading one now that is very interesting to me because I like history and I like cultural things. Uh, It's called The End of the World is Just the Beginning. And he said it's a very interesting book because it talks about cultures, how they develop, why they develop because of circumstances, and how people try to, if you could develop something, somebody would try to take it away from you. And how that historically sort of developed all the cultures through time, how it's impacting us now, and the cultures we have to live in the future. Uh, So pretty interesting to me, at least. Probably boring to most people, is what Saban said. And then he says this here. He said, that's been the case for a while now. The last couple of years, somebody has been successful, so we need to try to take it back. Now, everybody rightfully believes that he was talking about Georgia. And I like the fact that he's coming out and at least talking about it. It's been a long time since Alabama was second fiddle in perception in the SEC. It gives that team and staff a a different type of focus heading into the 2023 season. Like, really, when's the last time Alabama was considered anything other than the top dog, not just in the conference, but in the sport? Now, even in years where other teams won the national championship – uh, it's it's always been Alabama is the the pinnacle. Not a lot of people saying that now. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what Saban's team looks like going into week two this season uh, when they host a Texas team that almost beat them last year. Like, maybe we'll get lucky enough to see Saban and Smart again in Atlanta. Um, of course, the Alabama quarterback situation is going to have a lot to do with that, which, by the way, as I was prepping for this, Jalen Milrow is listed with the ones on uh, Saturday's 8A spring game. So... Do with that what you will. I think almost everybody thought that Ty Simpson was going to be uh, the first-team quarterback, and it's still a long way from August, but regardless, is what it is. <sighs> Where are we? Almost 30 minutes. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of Winning Cures Everything. Again, if you've not already, click that like button for me. Make sure that you are subscribed to the channel and the podcast. Remember the goal. I just told you guys, I'm trying to get to 10,000 subscribers this year. Uh, also, jump in the comments. Like, I, I want to know what you guys think about this stuff that we talked about today. I want to know your opinions as well. Maybe, maybe we'll find out this coming week what's happened with this whole uh, Jeremy Pruitt, Tennessee, you know, NCAA Committee on Infractions hearing that went down, I think, on Tuesday or Wednesday or whenever it was, but who knows. Uh, make sure you get signed up over at BetUS. Of course, they are where the game begins. As always, if there's something that you want me to talk about on the show, feel free to hit me up. Again, it's, it's at GaryWCE on Twitter. Or you can email me, gary at winningcureseverything.com. Or as I mentioned, you can always toss it in the comments or, you know, a podcast review on Apple Podcasts, etc. Like, I hope that you all have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. I am headed out to go see Shinedown tonight. 
in Memphis. So if you're there, I guess I'll see you. Uh, Until next time, (laughs) take care of yourself. Take care of each other. God bless college football and hopefully all your tickets cash this week. Thanks for listening to Winning Cures Everything. Make sure and follow me on Twitter, at GaryWCE. If you want to toss in a question, you can email me, Gary, at winningcureseverything.com. Make sure and hit that subscribe button, and we'll see you next time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. We're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.